Yeah, I am. I just woke up like half an hour ago, so I'm still a little bit groggy and don't know what conversation to start us off with in the cold open. Oh, fuck. I, shit, I forgot we're supposed to fucking talk to each other at the beginning, too. Oh, my God. Hold on. I have up my daily questions, actually. Okay, that works. I'm joking. I anticipated this. Where in the entire world would you live if money or safety or material issues were not at play? If money, safety, or material issues were not at play. Yeah. That is a good question. I agree. Because if money and safety aren't an issue... That definitely narrows the scope of choices, which makes it easier to choose, I think. No, that broadens the scope of choices for me. Do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, the main reason I would want to move out of Florida is for safety. Oh, correct. Okay. But if wherever I go, the safety part is covered... That gives you a could lot. Could go anywhere. That gives you a lot more options. Yeah, it could go anywhere. Yeah. So I guess, um, boy, I don't, I actually don't know. Um, really? Where do you think in the world would be the most beautiful and, like, pleasant? Well, I'm not thinking about the most beautiful and most pleasant. I'm thinking about most beautiful and most pleasant, but also has things to do. Mm, also interesting. Also interesting, because mm. beautiful and pleasant and nice to look at Usually means the middle of nowhere. And that's a little difficult when it comes to having a good old time. That's Bingo. a good point. That's a good point, actually. You know, I didn't consider that, but I think that does help a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Hmm. I'm going to be a basic bitch. What are you going to say? I'm going to say Portland, Oregon. Wow, that is so millennial leftist of you that is an insane wow you you just ticked a box if the safety part if the safety part's taken care of and all the nazis up there are gone yeah because they do have a serious nazi problem yeah i would move up there because it's pretty it around pretty. there it you don't have to drive that far to go find really nice nature to look at yeah true it's rainy most of the year which i enjoy i like rain you are so goth this is it's like in the parade. middle of the woods yeah there's trees everywhere, which that scratches that itch for me because I like to live around trees. Yeah. I, I think I would honestly, it would be Portland, Oregon. Or Seattle. Oh, never been to Seattle. Never been to Seattle. I've never been to Seattle either, but I hear it's really nice. Okay. And it's the same region of the country. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. That tracks. Shiloh and I have been talking about if we were going to move to a different city, where would we even go? Or, like, where would we want to go if, like, we weren't concerned about money and that kind of thing? And we were thinking about it because, like, if we eventually, like, settle down, like, want to do a family or whatever, we'd want a backyard at least, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Don't, don't necessarily want to be in, like, a concrete block. Um, but we were saying we'd kind of like to live in a bigger city in between then and now. So, like, where would that even be? And I loved when I visited Chicago a few years back. I fucking loved it. It was very fucking walkable public transport tons of shit to do i personally thought it was beautiful i really i tend to really enjoy cityscapes but only because i don't live in them consistently i think ah but here's the question yes what time of year did you go to visit chicago i went in winter i went in november 
Really? I did. I know you were thinking I'd say it was in a pleasant summer month. You go, well, it gets stinky, nasty, and cold there. Well, I was there when it was stinky, nasty, and cold. And there's a thin layer of snow on the ground, but not enough for it to be cute. Just enough for all the little dirt to show through. So it just kind of looks like brown muck. Yeah, but what about when there's a lot of snow, though? That's the thing, because it gets really cold in, like, January and February. Yeah, it was in November. This was, like, the beginning of the snowy season. So I know it could have gotten infinitely worse. But also, cities do have... They tend to be, like, 10 degrees hotter than the surrounding areas. So, like, the snow melts more on, like, pavement and that kind of thing. But it probably still gets a lot worse. The average low temperature in Chicago in January? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the average low is 19.5 degrees. That's sick and twisted. That's fucked up. The mean minimum is negative three. What the fuck? The cold, when it gets like really, really, really cold for us lately, it's like 40 degrees. That's like fucking freezing for us. Yeah. Oh my God. One of my friends went to college around Chicago, like a little bit away, but would like visit Chicago and stuff. She was there when it was really freezing cold. And I remember her being very displeased about it. She was very upset. So, now I am thinking a little bit more. Oh, yeah, but if I had my pick of, like, anywhere in the world, I would say probably Ireland. Oh, Ireland would be good. Ireland would be really good. You know, I changed my answer. Ireland. I knew it. I knew it'd get you because that's such a good fucking choice. It has all that shit you liked about Portland. It's beautiful, and it's fairly rainy. I don't know. I don't fucking know, probably. Um, and also, how their stance do. on Palestine is correct. Oh, yeah. No, and Israel is pretty much firmly... Not Israel, Jesus. Ireland is pretty firmly uh, anti-colonialism. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would say Ireland. In fact, actually, Ireland was one of the countries I was looking at to flee to in case things got really bad in the U.S. Bitch, me too. And then I learned immigration is difficult. Um, Yes. Which, duh, it is. I don't know why I I consider it otherwise. It's always difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks because borders are fake. Borders are so fucking fake. It's gender swap. What do you mean there's like places on the earth I just can't like set foot on or I just don't get to see? What? This bullshit. That's so sad. I think everybody should be able to go everywhere and see all of it. Yeah. Except we have to have nationalism, which leads to things like genocides and borders. This is lame as fuck. We could be doing so much better than we are right now. We could be. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast by two transgender siblings, uh, one of whom just continued on the conversation from the uh, cold open, which is fine. This was interesting. Which is fine. And the other one uh, is trying to get this little show on the road so we don't end up with another 10-minute cold open. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Micah. My pronouns are they, them. My name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns, and I'm holding the biggest cup of coffee you've ever seen. It is a large cup of coffee. Big as my frickin' hand. Is it that a soup mug? Fuck, I was hoping you wouldn't notice that. I wouldn't notice the obvious soup mug in your hand? (laughs) Yeah, it's a soup mug. I thought I was, I was like, I want such a big mug of coffee. And then I was like, well, this is the biggest one, and I only use it for soup, but I didn't know that was actually part of its purpose. I thought it was just a coincidence that I liked to drink soup out of this mug. What makes it different? In my mind, soup mugs always have like that that, that texture on the outside. Oh, the little lines, yeah. With the little lines, yeah. Looks like um, these little ramekins I have as well. Um, I'm now realizing that it might be the slant on the outside rim where it tilts out. Oh, yeah, that too. 
Because we have lids that we can snap on them because of that. Oh, nice. Sorry, this is probably a very boring, alienating conversation for our audience. I don't think any of them care about my soup mugs. How would it be alienating? Who's out, who out there is going, ah, oh, shit, they're talking about soup. I can't relate to this at all. I hate soup. Only fucking, only fucking rich people have soup mugs. Go fuck yourself. Sad. Soup mugs, I do not think, are purely of the domain of the rich. And don't give it to them because they've already taken enough from us. Take back the soup mugs for yourself. Down exactly. with the bourgeois scum. Down with the bourgeois scum. I got my hand stuck in the in the handle. I'm sorry. I'm good now. What are we supposed to be talking about on podcast today, Micah? Well, Stevie, it's a free episode. I don't want to say boo, but it means you have to talk about the fucking news. Lame. Yeah, we got to talk about the fucking news. Today's headlines are interesting. Because they all have to do with an X. Right. So in this case, our first headline, an ex-State Department official Mm -hmm. charged with a hate crime after food cart vendor rants. Huh? A former U.S. government official was arrested after being captured on video spewing (gasps) Islamophobic and anti-Palestinian language at a street food vendor in Manhattan on multiple occasions. Oh my God, I did see this. The charges against Stuart Stelowitz includes hate crime slash stalking, second degree aggravated harassment, and additional stalking charges, an NYPD spokesperson uh, confirmed to Axios on Thursday. Holy fuck. Stelowitz worked for the National Security Council under the Obama administration Mm. following a State Department career that spanned five presidencies, Mm. including to a 2022 press release from Gotham Government Relations, with which Sedowich was later affiliated. Did you say Gotham? Yeah, Gotham. Sometimes stuff in New York is referred to as Gotham. They take the name Gotham. The jokes write themselves. Fucking whatever. Which is funny, because for the longest time, I thought Gotham from DC Comics was New York City. I thought so, it's too. No, it's not. I feel like it should be. Gotham, Gotham in the DC Comics is a city in New Jersey. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Is, is there like an in Batman universe, New York City and everywhere else then? It's just Gotham also exists? Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. Uh, Sedowitz did not immediately respond to Axios' request for comment. He previously confirmed to CNN that it was indeed him in the videos and expressed regret to the New York Times about things he said to the vendor, but denied being Islamophobic. Regret you Even got caught. Even though it was captured on fucking film. On film. Yeah. Hmm. In one video, he repeatedly called the vendor ignorant and makes derogatory comments about the Prophet Muhammad. Jesus Christ. Uh, in another video, Sedowitz threatens to put up big signs saying this guy believes in Hamas Jesus and called the vendor Christ. a terrorist. Jesus. Fuck. One of the things he said was, if we killed 4,000 Palestinian children, you know what? It wasn't enough. Oh my God. Hey, that's like, uh, isn't that like a Nazi slogan? Something along the lines of it wasn't enough. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, basically, this guy's a piece of shit. And um, I'm glad he's being charged with hate crime. I am as well. Although it does go to show the kinds of people who sit within our government over five fucking presidencies. And all their friends, too. Yeah. So our next headline. Mm. Ex-officer mm-hmm. Derek Chauvin... <laughs> I know Convicted in George Floyd's killing 
was stabbed in prison. Good. Fuck that guy and stab him again. Uh, that's really all I have to say on the matter. Uh, he didn't die? He didn't die. Mm, maybe next time. Uh, responded, employees responding contained the incident and performed life-saving measures. Boo. He's getting his. I'm sure this won't be the last time. I'm piece of shit. Sure it won't be, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was the second headline. Real quick one on that one. I just want to briefly touch upon it. Okay. Lots of X's so far. Now for our third X. This guy is an ex-U.S. citizen. Okay. I forgot you could do that. Renounce your citizenship. He didn't. What? A doctor tried to renew his passport. Now he's no longer a citizen. What? The Northern Virginia doctor was born in Washington, D.C. and given a U.S. birth certificate. At 61, he learned his citizenship was granted by mistake. What? Oh, my God. Siavash Sobani is stateless. The North Virginia doctor knows at least that much about his situation. He knows he is no longer considered a citizen of the United States, the place where he was born, went to school, and has practiced medicine for over 30 years. What? And that he belongs to no other place. What? I'm in limbo, he said. In the past few years... There have been many passport renewal nightmare stories with processing delays, people being forced to beg, lose sleep, and miss out on once-in-a-lifetime trips. Mm. But what Sobani has experienced this year after trying to renew his passport is uniquely unmooring. Hmm. As he tells it, when he sent in an application for a new passport in February, he had no reason to believe he'd face any difficulties. Yeah. He renewed his passport previously what? several times without issue. What? This time, it was set to expire in June, and he wanted to make sure he had a valid one in hand before his family took a trip in July. But he did not receive a new passport. Instead, he lost his U.S. citizenship. How? A letter from the State Department informed him that he should not have been granted citizenship at the time of his birth because his father was a diplomat in the embassy, with the embassy of Iran. What? The letter directed Sobani to a website where he could apply... For lawful permanent residence. That's insulting. This is so fucking arbitrary. So because he was a child of a diplomat, even though he's lived in the U.S. his entire life. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. And he previously, without issue, renewed his passport. The fact that he had previously renewed it with no issue is insane to me. Like, what made them notice this time? Like, what were they checking that hadn't gotten checked before? You know, that's really weird. If I were to be ha a controversial and hazard a guess, mm. did you know that uh, Joe Biden has deported more people than Trump did and deport like deported more people than George W. did? And George wow. W. had eight years. Wow. He just doesn't brag about it. So people no, don't. No, he just quietly does the racism. Yeah. And that's yeah. supposed to be fucking better. God. You combine that with his stance on Palestine, all, all you can say is, wow, he is a racist old man. He is a racist old man. Yeah. Was he the one who said that poor kids are just as smart as white kids? I believe he was. He's... Let me... Ver well, hold on. Let me verify that with so Google. Bad. Poor kids are just as... Yep, I am go. pretty certain it was him. Yep, that was Joe Biden. That was Joe Biden. When was that? Uh, that was back in August of 2019, wow. before he was elected, when he first announced that he was going to be running for president. Hey, that I thought that it was from, like, 
fucking 20 years ago with what little fuss people were making about that. Are you shitting my dick? This was while he was campaigning for presidency and people just didn't care? Yeah, people didn't care because the argument was, oh, but he's the only one who's electable, way more electable than, than Bernie, even though Bernie was ahead of him up until the pandemic hit. Yeah. And they started closing down polling stations yeah. and making it harder for people to vote. And then Bernie was like, you know, people really ought to stay home because there's this disease going around and we don't know what it is. And Biden's people were like, well, we're going to hold the, the, the primaries and blah, blah, blah anyway in yeah. person and make it harder to vote by mail. God, uh, this shit-ass fucking country. Hey, you want to know? have another reason to say this shit-ass fucking country? No, I'm tired. I'm going to give you another reason anyway. Okay. Jimmy Carter. Peanut guy. The peanut farmer who became president. Yeah. Had installed in the White House a solar-powered water heater that was set up to last for a minimum of 50 years. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thanks, Jimmy. It was one of the first things Ronald Reagan had ripped out of the White House when he became president. Wow. That is so <laughs> wild to me. It's like it's like free it's free power. It's free energy. It's from the sun. And capitalists are like, "Fuck that. I love paying for my power that I could get for free from the sun." What are we fucking talking about? The kicker. Do you know who invented solar panels? Who? USA, number one. We did. That is wild. And then the USA was like, I hate this. I hate this. This this fucking this sucks so bad. Specifically, policies by Reagan <sighs> made it to where companies stopped doing solar power in the United States. And guess where they moved to? Japan, who is now the number one supplier of solar panels. Um. And now America can't even build our own solar panels using our own supply chains. We have to rely on China for, for parts to put huh. into our solar panels, even though we had all that shit back in the 1970s. That is wild. Yeah. Wow, Reagan sucks so bad. If there's something wrong today, it's you can usually probably, trace it back to Ronald Reagan. Yeah, probably Reagan. Probably Reagan. I wonder what the world would be like if if he hadn't done his little thing all over the White House. What the world would be like if Hinckley was successful? Sure. Do you know who Hinckley was? Was it the guy running against him? No, it was the guy that shot Reagan. <laughs> That's a really cute name for a would-be assassin. Yeah, but he only used a twenty-two. He used a, a too small a caliber bullet. Dude, now you're just going to jail. Yeah, he just got out of jail too. Oh, good for him. You're gonna get you're gonna get as far as trying to kill the president and you didn't even bother to check if you had the right equipment to finish it off? That's crazy. This might get us in trouble. I don't want you to have to censor this whole conversation. I'm just talking about history here. And you know why he did it? Why? He wanted to impress the actress Jodie Foster. Oh my god, wait. I heard about this guy. And I, at the time, I heard about it when I was a teenager, I was like, well, that's insane. And now I'm like, well, did Jodie Foster hate Ronald Reagan? <laughs> I mean, who, who didn't hate Ronald Reagan? Who didn't hate Ronald Reagan? So anyway, uh, yeah, moving on from that. Hold on. I want to double check if I know who Jodie Foster is. Oh, She's been in all kinds of movies. Silence of the Lambs. I was right. Yeah, Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Uh, Contact. No, I've only seen Silence of the Lambs, but, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think she was in a... Wait, was she in 
Elysium? I would not know. Do not ask me. Yep, she was in Elysium. That rules. Have you ever seen Elysium? No, I just said I have not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. I was reading whenever you said that. I'm sorry, Stevie. I'm being very inattentive. Thank not, you. Not an active listener. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a cool. sci-fi movie. It's a sci-fi movie. <laughs> it takes place in the future, mm-hmm. where all the rich people have moved up to a space station in orbit and left all the poor people on Earth to die. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's very realistic. So the poor people fight back and revolt. Good for them. That actually sounds like a, a cool flick. It is a cool flick. So anyway, moving on mm-hmm. from things that didn't happen to something that did. Mm-hmm. I would like to take us in a more mischievous direction. Mischievous. A suggestion from one of our patrons. Oh my gosh. I want to talk about Billie Holiday. Oh, cool. Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, for our audience who may not know, she was a very famous singer, jazz singer, in the early to mid 20th century. What well, more mid 20th century? Mm-hmm. Some little known facts about her. Mm-hmm. She gave herself the name Billie after a silent movie star. Ooh. Holiday was born Eleanor Fagan, though some sources say the name on her birth certificate was Eleanor Harris. Hmm. Her parents. Sadie Fagan and Clarence Holiday were both teenagers when she was born, and her musician father took off when she was still a baby. Damn. That strained relationship didn't stop her from borrowing his last name when she became a performer. During her childhood, she used her stepfather's last name, Go, after her mother married longshoreman Phil Go for a time. Huh. The name Billy came from silent movie star Billy Dove, whom Holiday adored. That's cute. In her autobiography, Lady Sings the Blues, she wrote, I don't think I missed a single picture Billy Dove ever made. I was crazy for her. Mm. Oddly enough, Dove was actually the stage name for Lillian Boney. That's funny. Somebody's just borrowing stage names. That's cute. Oh, yeah. It's real common for uh, actors and actresses to have stage names. Uh, Did you know that... um, Are you trying to think of a good one? No, I had a good one, and I just blanked on his name, even though I can see his face in my in my mind's eye. What does he look like? Uh, he was in Leaving Las Vegas. He was in Renfield, that most recent vampire movie where he played Dracula. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. There we go. Nicholas Cage. That's a stage name. You didn't start with National Treasure or Moonstruck, starring him and Cher. You haven't seen National Treasure? <laughs> no, I haven't seen National Treasure. Really? It's a it's a weird blind spot I have. Wait, but I've actually never seen it. That was my favorite movie for a solid six months when I was nine years old. Isn't that lame? When I was nine, my favorite movie was uh, The Princess Bride. Oh, love Princess Bride. Yeah, I wore that tape out. Yeah, it's a it, that's man, that's a good flick. But yeah, uh, Nicholas Cage, not his real name. Mm-hmm. His real name is Nicholas Kim Coppola. Ooh, Coppola. Cool. Because his uncle is Francis Ford Coppola, the director. Bitch, he did it to hide the nepotism? He did it to hide the <gasps> nepotism. I just thought it was a cool last name. Turns out it's the name of bourgeois scum. Sad. Yeah, you'll find a lot of famous people 
if you look at their Wikipedia, their parents' names always have Wikipedia entries of their own. Oh, that's such a good point. Sidebar, hate to say it, Nicolas Cage is really sexy now that he's old. Bitch. Eh, in, I don't see it. In Willy's Wonderland, the one with the animatronics where he just fucking kills them all, he's not trapped in there with them. They're, in, they're, they're trapped in there with him. Bitch. He's just quiet and he's mad and he kills a bunch of machines and he has a beard. I think it's just that beards do it for you. Yeah. Although, to be fair, he was also very sexy when he did Moonstruck with Cher way back when. But he was super, super young then. I think he was just pretty ugly for a while when he was middle-aged, but he's he's done it again. I don't think he's ever been ugly in middle age. I don't think he's I don't think he's ever been an ugly guy. I thought he was always pretty handsome. I'm just opinionated. Sorry, Nicolas Cage. You were not that sexy in National Treasure, but I'm glad you've got your groove back. Getting back to Billy Holiday. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Armstrong was among Holiday's early influences. Hell yeah. As a child, she even took a job doing chores and running errands for a local madam in exchange for a chance to play records on the madam's Victrola. Aww. Holiday later got a chance to work with Louis Armstrong, with the two of them starring in the 1947 musical New Orleans. Man, that rules. Imagine having somebody as like your hero and your inspiration, then you get to perform with them. That rocks. Yeah. Lover Man, Oh Where Can You Be, proved to be Holiday's only major chart success. Released in 1944, the song has been written for her by Jimmy Davis, Roger Ramirez, and James Sherman. It climbed to the number 5 spot on the R&B charts the following year and made it into the top 20 of the pop song charts as well. Wow. Which is interesting that that's her only major chart success... Whenever that's not the song she's famous for. No. I feel like there's a lot of, like, retroactive hits. She got the nickname Lady Day from saxophonist Lester Young. Holiday returned the favor, choosing to nickname him Prez. Mm. The nickname was short for President of the Saxophone, according to Donald Clark's Billy Holiday, Wishing on the Moon. The pair became friends in the mid-1930s and later toured together with Count Basie. They also recorded together on a number of different projects, including her 1957 television special, The Sound of Jazz. Cool. Biographer Farrah Jasmine Griffin described Young as Holiday's creative soulmate. Aww. So now we're going to talk about the song that she's really famous for. Okay. Strange Fruit was one of her biggest and most controversial hits. Yeah. The song's lyrics came from a poem written by Abe Mirapol a teacher and social activist. He was inspired to write it after seeing a photograph of a lynching. The image so deeply disturbed him that he penned the poem in protest of racial violence. Mirapol later set the poem to music and the resulting song found its way to Holiday. Hmm. She started performing it at Cafe Society, an integrated nightclub in New York. Columbia, her record label at the time, didn't want her to record the song at first mm. because of its controversial subject matter. Mm. Holiday ended up releasing the song on the Commodore label in 1939, and it went on to sell a million copies. Holy shit, she was like, fine, I'll do it myself. Damn. Billie Holiday was an early reality star. What? Really? Before there was The Real World, The Amazing Race, Survivor, or American Idol, there was The Comeback Story. Hmm. Broadcast on ABC from 1953 to 1954, the black-and-white series was one of television's first reality shows. Wow. In it, 
celebrities shared their true stories of how they found success despite seemingly overwhelming adversity. Hmm. Holiday appeared on the series' third episode on October 16th, 1953. Wow. Uh, originally, Billie Holiday auditioned to be a dancer. Oh, okay. But ended up as a singer. That's interesting. I didn't even know that that was her talent as much. Huh. In 1932, desperate for money, Holiday, then just 16 years old, decided to pound the pavement in Harlem to scare up some quick cash. One day we were so hungry we could barely breathe, she once recalled. It was cold as all hell, and I walked from 145th to 133rd Street, going in every joint trying to find work. I stopped in the log cabin club run by Jerry Preston and told him I was a dancer. He said to dance. I tried it. He said I stunk. (laughs) I told him I could sing. He said sing. Over in the corner was an old guy playing piano. He struck traveling, and I sang. The customers stopped drinking. They turned around and watched. The pianist swung into body and soul, and geez, you should have seen those people. All of them started crying. Damn. Preston came over, shook his head, and said, kid, you win. Damn. That's awesome. A holiday wrestled with her addictions until the very end. Mm. According to several reports, she started using heroin in the early 1940s during her marriage to Monroe. Mm. She was arrested on drug charges in 1947 and ended up spending months in jail for possession. Damn. Two years later, Holiday was once again caught with drugs by the police. By the 1950s, Holiday's battle with drugs and alcohol was taking its toll on her voice and her career. Mm. She managed to make a few more albums and even undertook a European tour in 1954 before her demons got the best of her. Feeling ill, she went into a New York hospital in May 1959 where she was diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver. Holiday still couldn't manage to part ways with her heroin habit, though, because despite her her poor physical condition, she was busted by police in her hospital room for drug possession that June. That's really sad. Holiday never stood trial for the charges, however. She died on July 17, 1959, at the age of 44. That's really sad. I didn't know she passed that way. Yeah. And so young. And very young. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, Billie Holiday submitting to the council of uh, mischievous boys about whether or not she gets in. Yeah, absolutely. I think she's welcomed in with open arms. Selling a million fucking copies of a, like an activist song or a social justice-centered song is crazy like that seems fucking not easy to do obviously especially back then yeah damn yeah i want to move on from there so anyway this is dinosaur corner oh i love dinosaur corner dinosaur corner rawr dinosaur corner rawr I need you to know I've been looking at a lot of freaking dinosaurs lately for surprise-related reasons. So, just want you to know I've had dinosaurs on the brain. Okay. Well, uh, did you look at the Ceratosaurus? How do you even spell that? I'm going to copy it and put it in the chat. I am spelling it a particular way in my brain, and I'm very curious to see what it's going to be. I really hope it doesn't start with a P. Oh, good, it starts with a C. Oh, in my brain, I would have said Ceratosaurus. Nope, Ceratosaurus. Ceratosaurus. So I decided to uh, get the information about Ceratosaurus from an old well we haven't gone back to in a while. Ooh, this which guy's was generally spooky. Re- 
was reliable for good information, we are looking at kids-dinosaurs.com. Oh my God, our old friend, our old haunt. And this has uh, facts, pictures, and information about the Ceratosaurus for children. For children. Ceratosaurus is a very interesting dinosaur to learn about. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> if you want to know when it was first discovered, where it lived, and what it ate, you are in the right place. Thank God. Finally, some good fucking dinosaur facts. <laughs> so, uh, the fast facts about it. Oh, great. The real quick bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. You pronounce their name, Ceratosaurus. Its yeah. name means horned lizard. Horned lizard. It is, yeah, it looks like a T-Rex with little spikes on the front. Uh, they were carnivores. Figures. They lived in the late Jurassic period. Cool. Their length was up to six meters, which is 20 feet. Three to four johns. And they weighed 980 kilograms. What is Which that? I don't know what that is in pounds, <laughs> but it, it's as much as a small car. What is a kilogram? A thousand grams. Fuck. I wish America used the metric system. This doesn't make any sense that we don't. God damn it. Two. Th- How much did they say? Was it 2,000 kilograms? Or not, no, I'm sorry, 980 kilograms. So where did I get 2,000 from? 980 kilograms. Oh, it's 2,160 pounds. Sounds like two tons. A ton. A ton is 2,000 pounds? Yeah, one ton is 2,000 pounds. What the fuck? <sighs> what do you mean, what the fuck? I thought it was 1,000. Nope, it's 2,000. It would make sense if it was 1,000. I think that, you know, on the base 10 rule, I don't think that a ton should be 2,000. Well, we don't use base 10. We use arbitrary points of measurement decided by kings long ago. A foot. Oh, it's the length of my foot. You're an egotistical, like, maniac. You're a fucking maniac. How long is an inch? The size of my thumb. Oh, that makes me so mad. Just so he go, do, 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 and measure shit with his stupid little fucking thumb. Insane. 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 Ugh. Just go fucking jerk off in a corner. Don't make everybody else do it for you. Sorry, I got I got really mad about the monarchy. No, that's fine. I get mad about the monarchy all the time, too. Anarcho-communism. Especially when you consider that America isn't actually democracy, but a hybrid between a monarchy and a democracy. And olig- oh, I feel like it's an oligarchy in part. Well, it is an oligarchy, but, like, the official government form. Mm-hmm. Is somewhere between a monarchy and democracy. Because we have the executive branch, which has basically king powers. Yeah. And like, oh, everybody else keeps a check. No, they don't. Why don't they do it then? Like, no other country does executive orders like the U.S. does. Yeah, that's stupid. Which is basically, you do stuff because the president said so. It's literally just fucking god-king powers. Yeah. Stupid and dumb and I hate you really bad so yeah uh our form of government probably not the best lame could probably and use an overhaul lame and bad and sucks also yeah so anyway getting back to the ceratosaurus mm-hmm. uh this carnivorous dinosaur meat eater had a strong jaw with teeth like blades although it could have fed on large dinosaurs scientists think it may have fed on fish and crocodiles crocodiles yeah, they were around back then. 
It could eat a whole fucking crocodile. I mean, it did weigh like a ton. That's 2,000 pounds. 2,000 pounds. <laughs> it lived in the late Jurassic period about 153 to 148 million years ago. Around the same time as the Allosaurus and Brachiosaurus dinos. Its dinosaur classification is Therapodia. Hmm. Is that like three three points? No, the thera- uh, Therapodia are the theropods. The theropods are the ones that walk on two legs. No, but they also got three points on the front. You mean the nose? Yeah. Theropod doesn't mean horn. I know. I just wanted to be annoying. The Sarah part of Sarah... Come on. <laughs> Speaking of its horns... I'm sorry, I'm being intentionally obtuse. Speaking of its horns... It had horns above and forward of its eyes, and a large no- nose horn. Does the eye horn not get in the way? Apparently not. It was above the eye. That would be harder to see. There are a lot of suggestions about what it used its horn for. Some scientists think it helped hatchling dinos break out of their eggs. Oh, that's others, so smart. Others think that it was a horn used for non-lethal fighting among males. Yeah, this wouldn't hurt anything, I don't think. Scientists don't think it would have been much protection against predators. No, it's really little. More of a point than a horn. The ceratosaurs also had a long, flexible tail that allowed it to swim with agility. That rules. The species was first discovered in 1884 by O.C. Marsh. Cool. Skeletons have been discovered in Utah and Colorado. You can see a drawing of its skeleton on my skeleton page. And it has a link. (laughs) Yes! My skeleton page! Yes! You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to actually click on this link. I would like to see the My Skeleton page. Yep, that does what it says on the tin. Dinosaur skeleton pictures! Skeletons are how we know so much about dinosaurs today. Yeah, the first sentence in this article is images and pictures of dinosaur skeletons. And yep, it shows nine of them. And you can click on the small images to enlarge them and get a better look. That's a cool website. That's a really cool website. So, how big was it? How big was it? The dinosaur was about 4 meters tall. 13 feet. That's a lot of feet. So it's about 13 feet tall and about 20 feet long. That's exceptionally long. 2 johns high, 3 to 4 johns wide. Okay. No, no, long, not wide. That's what I meant. I was thinking of it from a now side Now I'm imagining view. this very rotund dinosaur. <laughs> Fat Fuck Friday. I was thinking of it from a side view. <laughs> uh, oh, it, it also compares the Ceratosaurus versus the Allosaurus. Mm. So the Ceratosaurus grew to 20 feet long. The Allosaurus grew to 40 feet long. That's very long. You, you just throw these numbers at me and all I'm able to say is, damn, that's a lot of dino. So the Allosaurus was roughly twice as big. As the Ceratosaurus. Mm, little baby guy. Little, little, little guy. Actually, I'm sorry. Did I say twice as big? No. It weighed what? four tons. So it's four times as big. Did the article say that or were you editorializing for sassy reasons? Uh, I was editorializing for sassy reasons. The article does not say it the way I just said it. That's great. I liked that a lot. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a cool comedic touch. I left my door open yesterday because it was really nice weather. Yeah. And a bunch of flies got in my office. Gross. They won't go away now. They're still here. Why didn't you open up a window with a screen? Uh, because my windows don't open properly. Oh, that's lame. I'm sorry. 
Also, if I do, lizards will get inside. Bitch, lizards get inside my window too. And I was like, hey, landlord, can you redo the screens, please? And they were like, yep. And they put on new screens and they didn't attach them properly. So it so there's space between the screen and the window, which is not what it's there for. So the lizards still get inside. And then I'm the one who has to catch them when they scare the shit out of Shiloh. All I'm hearing is landlords suck. Landlord bad. Anarcho-communism. I just finished my bagel cup of coffee. It was really good. Indeed. Yeah, so the last sentence on this article. Yeah. So you can see that they were smaller than the Allosaurus. They were. But their more flexible body may have given them an advantage in a fight. Why were they fighting? The girls are fighting. That's the last sentence. <gasps> what a cliffhanger. Yeah, it just kind of leaves you hanging there. We're like, but wait, I, I need more information about this. I'm very curious. Thank you, kids-dinosaurs.com. Uh, copyright on this material is 2010 to 2023. All right. Well, we're still covered. Content by Julie Gilbert. Thanks, Julie. You're so really Julie, good at what you do. Thank you. We enjoy your website very much. If you're out there listening, and I'm sure Julie Gilbert is a huge fan of our work. Duh. Thank you very much for kids-dinosaurs.com. We giggle about it, but it actually is a very, uh, I feel like, kid-friendly resource for freaking dinosaurs. Also, I liked that on the page full of dinosaur skeletons, it gave you instructions. You could click on it to look at it bigger and get a better look. That's just good, like, computer learning skills for kids. That's very friendly. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of friendly. Is this the strongest segue we came up with? Would you like to know how to be friendly and talk to strangers with confidence? Oh my god. Are we on AnimeMatch.com? We're on AnimeMatch.com. Yes! I did not even realize how I missed this segment. I wanna date you like an animal. So yeah, this is AnimeMatch.com. Yes! How to talk to random strangers with confidence. Adding random in front of it makes me nervous that you're just going up to people on the street and not approaching someone in a common environment but you know proceed how to talk to random strangers up in your social skills that's the first step okay up so you want to practice leader. and practice again yeah grind that skill set this applies to pretty much anything that you're bad at and want to become good at social anxiety isn't to be messed with and mm. the only way to beat it is to face it multiple times Yes, confront it and look it straight into its eyes. If you can keep at it, anxiety will break and you will achieve your goal. Pretty soon, all those moves and phrases that seem so alien to you will become totally natural. But do it slow and let your body get used to this new reality. A couple of things. Okay. So, obviously, stuff like this is going to be very difficult if you have chronic anxiety or, you know, anything along those lines. And I can tell this is the camp you fall into, Micah, because you're reading it in a mocking tone. At the same time, there are certain skills and abilities that can be honed, of course, over time. And one thing that I know is, you know, scientifically true when it comes to fears in general is that it's just your brain going into fight or flight mode because it feels like an unsafe scenario and that's why you're afraid of it. And if you are able to approach it in a safe context and show your brain that you don't die when it happens, it does over time slowly decrease the amount of fear you feel about a situation. So to a certain extent, they are right, although there are definite caveats that may not apply to certain people. But on its face, good advice so far. The second step... Mm-hmm. 
of upping your social skills, mm-hmm. leave your friends behind. <sighs> so you can be brave about it or what? No, we're not telling you to abandon every single person you know and love. Just don't go out with them. In order to kick that shy, embarrassed, and confused person that's living deep inside you out, you have to do this by yourself. Oh. Go to a social event that's full of strangers and no friends or relatives that have your back. Be confident and try to get a girl or boy interested enough to keep talking to you. Important note, you don't have to become the life of the party right from the start. As we said, give it time to sink in. The thought of doing that makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Yeah. I, I have Go always Go with felt, people you know. Go with people you know. Our advice from experience, go with people you know. It can be helpful so you don't feel like you're all alone in that situation. Like, sh- like, sure, talk to people you don't know while you're there to try to help out with your social anxiety. But don't go alone. Don't go alone. It's really, really hard to just jump into a completely alien social situation. And I don't know that this sort of um, polar plunge, quick and dirty approach <laughs> is necessarily going to be best for everyone. The third step. Yeah. Just go with it. Okay. Sometimes we start to overthink everything and turn something simple into a gigantic problem. Mm. Don't obsess over all those tiny things that could potentially go wrong and ruin everything. Focus on the positive side of things instead. Okay. Speaking of someone with anxiety. Yeah. Bitch, you think I don't try to do that? Yeah. It doesn't help. Yeah. It's, I, I truly feel that the number of people who are able to be legitimately helped by this kind of advice is much lower, perhaps, than the author anticipated. I feel like in most cases it's a little bit more complicated than that, <laughs> just because most people are not, you know, anxious for lack of trying or anxious by choice. Yeah. I hope that in part it's the, it's the author trying to convince himself Just go there, talk to random strangers, and see what happens. Even if you fail, that will be another step towards your own personal greatness. Usually, when you make the first steps, people appreciate that and continue the conversation, especially if they are of the opposite sex. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. 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 And super wrong, so wrong. Wrong. Not correct. Perhaps I am simply ungracious. But I don't want to talk to someone on the merit of they're trying to talk to me. That is not enough. They also have to be pleasant to talk to. (laughs) And even interesting is nice. I was going to say interesting has to be high up there. Interesting has has to be high up there. You have to be pleasant to talk to. You know what I don't like? What? When people try to come up to you and like have a conversation starter, like a pre-planned one. Mm, But don't know where to go from there. Or like they'll start they'll start in on like oh I noticed your bag has pins on it I want to talk about your pins tell me about your pins hey okay. you walked up to me and started asking me questions they okay to be fair they they might just be trying to make a conversation maybe you're overthinking this one I don't, I don't think want it's, but I don't want to have a conversation 
Okay, so Micah, how is somebody who sees you from across the room and thinks you look like an interesting person to be friends with supposed to broach being friends with you? They couldn't have gotten in on the ground floor 10 years ago because they just happened to meet you at this party. I think you're being too harsh. Oh, hey, this audience, didn't happen at if you a party see me at a party, feel free to ask about my bag pins. I would like to know what you think of them. Don't assume everybody reacts like Micah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If it happened at a party, I would have been fine. Okay. But in your imagined scenario, where do they approach you? It's not an imagined scenario. It actually happened to me. When? Where? Don't be too specific. (laughs) I was in line at a local food truck, minding my own business, trying to get food. Okay, context matters. When the person behind me saw the pins on my bag... And it was like, hey, tell me about your pin. That one says spooky. And that one says read more books. Tell me more. Why do you think people should read more books? And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. Lord. Okay. Well now motherfucker, we're Motherfucker, okay. I'm here I'm here for food. So yeah. I'm here for I'm here for Beria. I'm not here to to talk to you about why I think people should read more books. I feel like it's pretty simple on its face. Okay, so context obviously matters. If it's not a social seeking scenario like a party, well, that makes sense. If I I was at a party, I would be fine with somebody coming up to talk about my pins. I would be totally, I would even encourage it because it would give us something to talk about in the first place. I wear my headphones in public spaces so I don't have to deal with that. Because, like, otherwise I'll get overstimulated. One. Two, I want to listen to my gay little music in my ears. Three, you can ignore people and they'll just assume you won't hear them. (laughs) Or you just don't have to hear them. Yeah. But yeah, getting back to uh, AnimeMatch.com Oh yeah, Talking to random strangers and, and see what happens Yeah, especially if they're the opposite sex Insane It's less likely if they're the opposite sex This feels like If you're they, a guy and you just walk up to a girl And start talking to her About her pins It's not welcome, dude Like, now it's just like now, now she's literally just thinking like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get out of this social situation without this guy fucking murdering me? Like, it's not, it's not, it's not fun. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, that step, not not a good step. Yeah. So, the next, uh, next part of this. Mm-hmm. How to talk to random strangers growing as a person. Okay. So, the first step of that is don't be afraid to fake it. Mm, Okay. While faking isn't the way we're supposed to live our lives, sometimes it helps to break the ice and gain slash regain some confidence. Say there's an attractive girl at work, but you're afraid to talk to her. Okay, gonna stop right there. <sighs> Don't hit on your coworkers. Don't do it. Don't shit where you eat. That's the rule. Don't, Don't, Don't date Don't. coworkers. I don't care how much you think you love them. You'll get over it. Don't. Don't do it. That stresses me out. Back to what he's saying, though. Mm. You think that every single person at the office knows that you like her and you will get nervous, but that's not true. So conceal your nervousness and walk up to her like you're the king of the jungle. Don't do that. Don't overdo it, though. This actually might be a very helpful technique because when we act with confidence, our brains perceive those signals very well and do whatever it takes to make us confident without faking it. Girl, HR will get involved. Don't do it. <laughs> Stop yeah, it. HR, HR will get involved. <sighs> Don't. Christ. Faking it till you make it is kind of good advice. But just don't do the scenario with a coworker. 
Context, again, is important. If you're at a party or an otherwise social-seeking scenario, yeah, absolutely. I have done this many a time where I just pretended to feel chill or confident. And then eventually I started feeling chill and confident. Uh, the next step of this, mm-hmm. rejections happen. It's okay. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. No person out there likes to fail, but losing is a huge part of winning. That's really inspiring, Coach. With that said, don't be sad when the girl slash boy you were trying to start a conversation with blew you off. Besides, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't like you. Maybe they are just as shy and avoid any conversations. Stop that. Stop it. You're inching towards the creep button. Don't. Don't. Stop. Don't put your finger on it. Stop it. Okay, I bit his hand off so he can't press the creep button anymore. Um, don't do that. Sorry. Take t- Sometimes take the hint. Don't do that. Yeah, always go with their first response. Just, assu- just, just yeah. Because think about it. If you someone says something to you and you respond to them back and they ask you to clarify your response, does that ever make you like them? Hell no. No. Love your enthusiasm, champ. Totally got a cool energy going. Uh, you are not the one. Do not... D- you You are not the exception. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, use your failures as a chance to educate yourself and gain experience. Okay, We are yeah. afraid of what's going to happen after rejection, but the worst thing that does happen is they say, sorry, I'm busy, or I just want to be alone. Yeah, to a certain extent, that's, that's fine. Yeah, you know, um, I think that getting used to rejection is going to be a big part of learning to be you know, more social and that kind of thing. But just, you know, what you do with that rejection matters. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The next step in all this. Start simple. Introduce yourself. Yeah. There's no need for deep conversations about the end of the world. Just approach the person you like and say something simple. Something normal. When you're anxious, you don't know what, you don't know what's going to be fucking normal. Oh my God. A regular phrase like, can I talk to you? Is all you need in these situations. No! Holy fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! That gave me goosebumps. If a stranger walked up to me and said, Can I talk to you? It doesn't matter how normal their tone is. That is fucking spooky. What the fuck do you need to talk to me about? No, you could say it in front of my friends. You can say it in front of me and my German Shepherd. What is fucking happening? Oh, goodness. Ask their name and share your own. If they fail at doing that, it means you should just leave them alone. If they fail at doing that. Not if you fail, if they fail. Hmm, notable. (laughs) And while a handshake might seem too official for meeting a boy or girl, that's usually how most conversations start. Is it? No, it's not. You do not just shake hands with everybody to initiate conversation. In fact, in these times of COVID, I would strongly advise against it. No, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't think... I feel like all these articles tend to start with this. I have never had anyone come up to me and say, Hi, my name's so-and-so. What's your name? Because that feels like an alien trying to initiate contact on Earth for the first time. Greetings, carbon-based life form. My moniker is... Zorbaz. Right, exactly. What do you, what is your handle? Hi Zorbaz. My name is Sneedorp. And then what? Where yeah, do you where go, do you go from, from there? there? Yeah. I know that I'm Sneedorp and you're Snorbaz. Zorbaz. Ooh. 
Sorry. Zorbaz. See, I'm already fucking it up. He's gonna shoot me in the head. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I, I don't think that you shouldn't introduce yourself some... T okay, perhaps this is a personal struggle. Do you enjoy the intake of nutrients? I enjoy the <laughs> intake of nutrients. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Um, I never know when to ask for somebody's name after starting a conversation with them. Do you know what I mean? Usually, yeah. if it's at a party, somebody nearby will just happen to get involved in your conversation. That is the easiest way to go about it at a party, you know? Yeah. Um, but then after a while, like, I don't know at what point I'm supposed to say, oh, m uh, by the way, my name's so-and-so. What's yours? And I think, like, after you've been talking for a little bit, that's fine. Perhaps I'm just not being normal about it. Perhaps after a while, I should just go, oh, I never introduced myself. I'm sorry. And then I say I will my name. I will never introduce myself out of social anxiety and I will never ask their name. I will go for months, maybe even years, not knowing their name, but still seeing them on the regular in social situations. Are you for real? Yes. It, it, this has happened to you? Yes. Do you view this as a hindrance in making connections? How could it not be, Stevie? How could it not be? Okay, I was just curious. Notable. But yeah, no, I, I, I've done this. If it gets that far, I'll ask a mutual friend. But that felt weird about asking a mutual friend because they would know I'd known this person for years and never got their name. Okay, I would not have let it go here. <laughs> once, once it's gotten that far, oh, this is easy. Go, oh, I don't think I follow you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, and then hand them your phone. Ooh, or... This was prior to social oh, media. fuck. It uh, was not an option back then. Did you have, uh, like, oh, I'll, like, we'll make you a contact in my phone. That is one that I love to do. If it's been a while and I haven't, like, gotten their contact yet, but we still see each other regularly, I'll go, oh, by the way, like, can I have your number? But I'll hand the phone to them. We so weren't close enough to actually go that far. Yeah. Micah, you just fucked this whole thing right on up. Yeah, I did. You've crafted a real point of no return for yourself. Yeah, luckily I know their name now. You know why? Why? Social media. There you go. Social media solves a lot of problems. Ancient problems with modern solutions. That's a real give and take. What did you do back in the Middle Ages? The wench with the cow? Girl, it's the Middle Ages. A lot of people have cows. So the next step in all this? The girl with the sideways foot, perhaps. I don't know. Next step? Don't force a conversation. Let it slide. Elaborate. Finally, when you talk to random strangers, restrain yourself from trying to fix the conversation. Let it just go its own way and follow it. Yes, we do know that it is easier to talk about stuff that you know and love, but that's mm. not always natural. Gentle steering is okay. Brutal handling is not. Again, Superman is just a comic hero. If you don't know something, just admit it. No girl out there will laugh at you because you had, were bad at a certain topic. Use this as an opportunity to let her explain it to you. Make her talk more and just observe. I feel this is speaking from experience as an anime fan. El elaborate. This is like a particular scenario in which I feel that uh, if they were trying to bond with somebody on the basis of common interests and they happen to know a lot, but you don't have to know all of it. You don't have to know, you know, all of the Pokemon. Let her explain some of the Pokedex to you. Anime fans just got really mad that I picked Pokemon out of all the others, and that was intentional. 
what what else would you possibly have gone with stevie i mean naruto's one pieces um or on high school host club members and fruits basket that's all the anime oh and neon genesis evangelion <laughs> you forgot cowboy bebop but okay i'll let it slide if you add cowboy bebop yeah that is the end of the article okay so overall tips be chill be normal was in there at some point hit on your coworker. hit on your coworker. um let it slide you know you can kind of gently steer the conversation but what was it you can't manhandle it uh yeah. introduce yourself with a normal phrase like can i talk to you <laughs> man i'm oh and shake hands all day long constantly i'm really stuck on can i talk to you Ugh. oh god yeah it is a bit cringy so uh yeah that was actually all the topics that i had why do so many men think that the store is a good place to hit on someone because it's the only place that they meet people of of that they're interested in they go to bars and people usually go to bars with their friends and stick with their friend groups and don't talk to other random people at the bar that usually but doesn't it, happen at grocery stores they're defenseless they're out in the wild with nowhere to run you've got them pinned in because they need to get those diced tomatoes just as much and you're between them and italian night my grocery endeavors take far longer than i wish they would because i will just not go in an aisle <laughs> if a person is there one maybe two no i'm pretending i was going to the next aisle and i will loop back around later so you get on me for not knowing someone's name for years and years and years despite being a social acquaintance mm -hmm. but then you go and do stuff like that oh get real my predicament lasts 15 minutes yours has been multiple years i don't think you get to say shit but how many times have house. you been in that predicament stevie add I them get... all together probably years worth wrong i haven't gone grocery shopping in person in months <laughs> <laughs> I get my shit delivered solely because I hate doing that. It sounds like something that you may have to face your fear on and start going grocery shopping again. Oh, I'm not going to get lectured by you on facing my fucking fears. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what, Stevie? You are, bam, in your face. Once again, your wee little glass house. So what you been up to, Micah? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Actually, you know what I've been up to? What have you been up to? Uh, painting my house. Oh, yeah. How is that going? What kinds of colors are you using in there? Uh, we're using one called Boba Tea. Cute. Which is a fancy way of saying beige. Uh, yeah, I guess that is the color of uh, like regular old brown sugar Boba Tea. The other one is a nice light lavender. Uh, that sounds lovely. What room is getting that? Uh, actually, no, we didn't use the light lavender. We oh. only used the Boba Tea. Oh, we had, to fit, we had to paint over where it was spackled in, uh, to repair the drywall from where they had to get at from the plumbing to fix the leak that was in my house when they repiped my house. Right. So they had torn out the drywall in a couple of spots in the closets. That's fucked up. And directly behind the toilet in the bathroom. That's fucked up. So they got that fixed. So then we had to paint those parts of the closet, which were already the boba tea beige color. Oh, were you just matching what was already there? We're matching what was already there, yeah. Okay. But then the bathroom, 
had always been like this institutional gray color that neither of us liked. So we decided to take this opportunity to paint the whole bathroom beige. Was this the, the, this is y'all's bathroom, not the pink bathroom, right? Yes. Thank goodness. It's very important to me that the bathroom that I use stays pink. This is close to it. Okay. This color is mushroom bisque. Oh, that's a cute name. Ah, homedepot.com. I have to open up a new tab just to view beige. No, don't access my location. Fuck. (laughs) Don't take my zip code. Fuck. Stop. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay, that's brown. No, no, no. It's beige. Specifically, that one is mushroom bisque, but that's pretty close to bubble tea. That's quite a mushroom color. It is quite a mushroom color. Painting the house, and we just finished all that up. Also, uh, I don't know if you know this, if I'd mentioned this previously, we've been sleeping on the guest bed in the guest bedroom for the past uh, month and a half, two months. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Because the frame on our bed broke. Oh. And we've been saving up to get a new bed frame, which we just ordered. And once the bed frame comes in, we can switch out the bed frames and then go back to sleeping in our bedroom. Okay, which would be nice because I kind of miss sleeping in our bedroom. Uh, yeah, that's understandable. Damn. <laughs> Been a lot going on, actually. Yeah, quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad that your house is getting painted and I'm glad that you've almost got your new bed frame. Yeah. I'm sure the dogs enjoy all the shuffling around. The dogs love the, the guest bed. Do they really? Which, Oh, yeah, they, they love it up there, which is wild because um, it's smaller than our bed, which is a king size. Oh. The guest bed is only a queen. Mm-hmm. So it's much smaller than what we're actually used to. Worse for y'all, I'm assuming, but great for the dogs who like snuggling. Yeah, the dogs fucking love it. That's really cute. And we were talking about it. We don't understand how we, we slept in that bed all for all those years because for a while there, the guest bedroom, the guest bed was our bed. Oh, okay. It was the bed we had before we got the king size. Right. And we used to sleep in that thing with Clubber, who was a dog that I would, I, who rotund. passed away years ago, was rotund and a, I'd say a medium-sized dog. Yeah. Medium Not a small, small dog. He was half Chihuahua, half Black Lab. Yeah. Which, I'll let that sink in for the listener. Fucked up. <laughs> Not fucked up. Very cute. Very cute. Had a lazy eye, but you know, you get used to it. Fucked up little dog. He was so sweet. <laughs> he was so sweet. He was a sweet little fucker. But yeah, we used to like sleep in the bed with him, sharing the bed, and he took up so much space. And we're like, how did we manage that with Clubber? Yeah, no clue. Yeah. So anyway, a- this, this quiz you have. Yeah, I have a quiz that I would love to be doing with you. Um, so this is titled, What Kind of Straight Person Would You Be? And it is by Uquiz user VanillaBean1239. Okay. I'm very excited to see what you get. Um, Micah, what are you serving at the Super Bowl party? A charcuterie board, chips and salsa, bacon-wrapped wings, a veggie platter with ranch, or, I don't know, whatever my wife makes. This is hard. I think yours is whatever my wife makes. Your wife makes the really good food. Yeah, but no, this is for a Super Bowl party. Also true. You don't do the good food for a Super Bowl party. Oh, you're saying Andrea doesn't do junky Super Bowl food. No, <laughs> she doesn't. But if this is for the Super Bowl and it's a Super Bowl party, I'm going to go with 
You know what? Bacon wrapped wings. Really? Okay. Because it'd be grilling. Oh, true. That's really manly. How are you revealing your baby's gender? A photo shoot, sharing my wife's Facebook post, a cake, a balloon filled with confetti, or shooting a box with a gun. You know what? I was going to say neither. None of this. Mm-hmm. Instead, I would get one of those novelty shirts oh, that's for, great. Me and my, for me and my, my, my wife. Mm-hmm. Where I, I, I love how it keeps assuming that this is from the guy. That is a guy taking this. Uh, yeah. Well, at least it gives you a guy option for sure. Yeah, but um, actually no. You know, I would do a photo shoot, and it would be a photo shoot of me and my wife mm-hmm. wearing shirts, mm-hmm. and they'd be Thanksgiving themed. Oh no! Where I, I have a shirt that says, "I really enjoy stuffing the turkey." Gross. And then my wife is wearing a shirt that says, Gross. "I'm the turkey." Gross. I've seen those before, and it sucks really bad. Yes, and I it hate does. those really bad. That's just a pregnancy announcement, though. It's not even announcing the gender. Oh, that's true. You're right. You know what? You're right. You fucked it up. You have to cut that joke now. Nope, I'm I leaving that it. joke in. And I, so the, we, we go by Veritas on this podcast, and our audience deserves to know the truth that every now and then I flub. Flub's bad. So you shoot in the box with a gun or what? <laughs> Photo shoot? I'm going to go with sharing my wife's Facebook post. Okay. God, that's funny. Pick an inspirational quote. The way to get started is to quit talking and start doing. Don't pray for an easy life. Pray to be a stronger man. Don't let anyone dull your sparkle. The best view comes after the hardest climb. Or happiness is not by chance, but by choice. Don't pray for an easy life. Pray to be a stronger man. What a strong quote. What a very Christian quote. Pick a tattoo to get. An infinity symbol, a skull, live, laugh, love, beer, or a dream catcher. Jesus. Notably, the person in the example picture is white. Yes. Ah, uh, these are all so good. They're really I'm good. I'm going to go. I'm not a cop, so I can't choose a skull. I was thinking, I, I was like, a flaming skull is good, but that is very military. Very cop. Very, very cop coded. Yeah. I'm going for broke. I'm saying dream catcher. Horrid. Horrid and awful. And appropriative. Pick an LGBT to complain about on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I, this one's really good. Um, Lil Nas X, Caitlyn Jenner, JoJo Siwa, Elliot Page, or Ellen. <laughs> I don't know who JoJo Siwa is, to be honest. Uh, she's a lesbian, and she was on uh, Dance Moms as a little girl, and then she grew up to be a famous singer and dancer, primarily for teens and girls, but she's really redone her image lately because she's all grown up, and she came out as a lesbian also. Gotcha. Man. It's tempting to go with Lil Nas X. Yeah, listen. But it's also tempting to go with Ellen. Ellen's Because good. people have been complaining about Ellen since the 90s. Literally since the day she came out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with the classic. I'm going to go with Ellen. All reliable. I'm sure she would hate to be called all reliable. <laughs> That's probably the last thing on her list of things she Most wants likely. to be referred to as. For sure. Question six. What's your kid's name? Carter, Ellen, Avery, Kaylee, Logan. It's important we should note the spelling on a lot of these uh, Kaylee is spelled K-E-I-G-H-L-E-I-G-H. Yep. 
And Ellen is E-L-L-Y-N-N. I'm going to go with Kaylee. I'm going to okay. go with Kaylee on this one. Man, that's a lot of H's. Pick a theme for your wedding. Traditional, classic white wedding, barn chic, rustic, or non-traditional, which in this is speakeasy themed. Uh, just going off of what I went with in my first marriage. Mm. Traditional. It's quite traditional. How do you feel about gay people? They make me uncomfortable. Yeah, sister, slay. Just don't hit on me. Ew, lol. I'm straight, by the way. I don't care as long as they keep to themselves and don't shove it down my throat. What do I tell my children? Or hate the sin, love the sinner. I'm going with hate the sin, love the sinner because that is the worst. So good. Why are you getting divorced? We got bored of each other. We just grew apart. They're not the person I married. They nag and complain too much. Or they don't fill their role in our marriage well enough. I'm going to go with they're not the person I married. Mm. Pick a TV show to binge. HGTV house remodeling show. RuPaul's Drag Race. The Bachelor. A show about building and fixing shit. Or Family Guy. (laughs) This is gruesome. I'm going to go with Family Guy. I'm God, genuinely, that sucks. I'm crafting a very specific kind of straight here for this quiz. You and I want to, I want to see what I get. Oh yeah, pick a drink: wine, Bud Light, craft beer, straight whiskey, or White Claw. I'm gonna go with craft beer. Your straight Sona is into craft beer. My straight Sona loves to have craft beer along with his bacon wrapped wings. Mmm, this is a particular type of guy. Pick a cause to stand behind. The Boy Scouts, gun rights, everything Kamala Harris does, the anti-vax movement, or embracing traditional gender roles. Oh, these are all so good. These are very good. It's really hard to pick which... Ah, oh, I'm going to go... You know what? I'm going to go with everything Kamala Harris does. I felt it based on the guy you were crafting. Oh, you got performative ally. I don't see that at all. Oh, your other options. Oh, the options were few. Uh, Manly man, Christian girl, PTA mom, and I hate my wife. I thought you were going for manly man or I hate my wife. I was going for like... I was thinking hipster. Manly man, Christian man. Yeah, I think that this should have more results and I could do this quiz better than the... Better than the the quiz maker could. I also got performative ally, but mine, I feel, leaned much more in that direction. But I think that because you said craft beer instead of Bud Light or Coors, I think that uh, I think that probably pushed you into performative ally. Yeah, you're right. It's really sad. Only gay people like bad beer. Oh, uh, goodness. So I think we have enough for an episode. I agree. So, Stevie, where can people find you? Ugh. You can find all of my stuff over at stevieb.com. That's steviebea.com. Micah, where can the people find you? The good people can find my music at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com. So you can find my music on Bandcamp for now, but might not be for too much longer because Bandcamp got bought out. Mm. So I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to keep my music up there. Okay. That sucks. Yeah, it kind of does. But, um... Yeah, we also have a Patreon, where for a mere $3 per month, you can listen to all of our bonus episodes, of which we have as many bonus episodes as we have free episodes, so it's twice as much content to put into your ears, where we talk about various things, such as worms that live in the desert. Mm-hmm. And they poison and electrocute you. Yeah. 
So if you want to know more about that, go listen to our past episodes. <laughs> Hop on the Patreon. And, uh, oh, that was a free episode. That was... Can't Get That Slippery Worm was a free episode? That was a free episode. Was that the week before last? That was the week before last, yeah. So in other words, uh, go to our Patreon, you get to hear about the Gay Nutcracker. Oh, Gay Nutcracker was good, yeah. Yeah, curious what that means? Hop on our Patreon, pay us $3 per month. Or, if you're feeling special, you can pay us $10 per month, and we will read your name at the end of every episode. Our $10 patrons are Louie Meekle, P. Wilbo, and Cassidy Johnson. Hell yeah. Uh, there's also a Tumblr where you can go and ask uh, Stevie questions or send quiz suggestions to Stevie or, uh, you know, what have you. You can talk to me. You can send me ideas, segment ideas, stuff like that. It's awesome. You can uh, also talk to me on uh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. So it, for Micah, it's Patreon. For Stevie, it's it's Tumblr. But, uh, yeah, I actually used... Uh, Billy Holiday was a suggestion from one of our from one of our patrons. That's awesome. That's really cool. Thanks, friends. Yeah, which we really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, talked about the Tumblr. Talked about the Patreon. Are we forgetting something? Mm, I think that's everything that I can think of. My website, your music, Tumblr, and Patreon. You know what it is? Mm. We don't bother to promote our Twitter anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. So that's why it feels off to me, because we don't have that one last thing. Okay, yeah. yeah so uh, go look at it while you can, our Twitter account we never use. Oops. Uh, until Twitter burns off the face of the earth. Anyway, I guess there's nothing left to say, but bye. Bye.